I once got 17 mosquito bites in under four minutes. I am not exaggerating. It was a very hot and humid day. It was woodsy, but 17. I am no longer going to be getting bug bites, mosquito bites in particular, because I use One Earth Body Care's Bite Me Not Natural Bug Spray. It's powerfully effective against mosquitoes, black flies, and no seams. Oil of lemon eucalyptus gives four-hour-plus protection. It's deep-free, does not absorb into bloodstream with bio-vanillin and essential oils for a warm, fruity aroma. It is 15% off until the end of June 2023. And if you forget to put on your Bite Me Not Natural Bug Spray, be sure to pick up their Itch Be Gone. It is a wonderful, soothing salve, an herbal infusion with essential oils to calm insect bites and inflammation. I swear by this. I wake up in the middle of the night itchy. I put this on, I go right back to sleep. It's amazing. So please go to oneearthbodycare.com, 15% off their Itch Be Gone and their Bite Me Not, and check out all of the other great stuff. They've got shampoo bars, conditioner bars, they've got stuff for your pets, they've got dry skin care, and so much more. Check them out, oneearthbodycare.com. So if you listen to the show, I probably mentioned that I do take bioidentical hormones and I just absolutely love them. When I was 48, I had a hysterectomy because I had fibroids the size of cantaloupes. So I got the whole kit and caboodle taken out. Uh, My mom died of ovarian cancer in her 50s. And I thought, let's just get rid of that. I've had my kid. I'm done. I was 48, like I mentioned. And I didn't want to just bump right into or go like into medical menopause. So I got on some bioidentical hormones and it's just incredible. Now, over the years, they've been tweaked. So it's gotten even better. And I will share that. And you're like, why are you telling us? Well, the reason I'm telling you this, of course, is because we have a fantastic guest, Ricky Brandon, who wrote this great book. Do your hormones have you dragging, sagging and nagging? Feeling great again might just be a few pages away. Ricky, welcome to Health Power. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm super excited because I'm passionate about this. I am surprised that women have had to become master negotiators to get their health taken care of. Right? It is. It's crazy. It really is. And I was lucky because I was working with somebody who was like right on board. But over the years, as I mentioned, they needed to be tweaked. As a matter of fact, where I get my hormones from, this wonderful place is called Hormonally Balanced. It's all bioidentical hormones. They got a new doctor in and she said, your testosterone is not high enough. I said, that's what I said. And she said, the the other doctor is a little bit conservative. But yeah, you're at a, I don't remember the numbers exactly. But I said, yeah, because I used to have the biggest sex drive ever. And now it's like, where'd it go? I can't. I can't seem to find it. So we're going to get into that and why testosterone is important for women. But let's just sort of break down what's going on. Why are we dragging, sagging, and nagging? <laughs> get into those. This all goes kind of back to that women's health initiative. I don't know if you know about that. I'll give a short, short history. But basically, yes, there was this, uh, everyone was on hormones, but they were all synthetic hormones, right? And in the combination they were giving them, they made them feel great again and eliminate almost totally eliminated the symptoms of menopause and all these women are feeling great uh, it was the top selling drug almost everyone was on it and then they came out with a study that they never actually completed they studied a certain group of women on a certain set of hormones and said it increases the the rates of breast cancer and and some other things and they started publishing this everywhere they never even actually finished the study and then no, yeah, I've heard it's flawed. And then uh, all of a sudden, gynecologists and everyone starts sending out these letters. Hey, you might get cancer. You're on these drugs. We put you on these drugs. You knew the risks when you went on them. And and uh, you know what happened is women were suddenly faced with: Do I get my symptoms back, or do I maybe get cancer in 15 to 20 years? Maybe, right? They hated the symptoms so bad that most of them stayed on the drugs. It, it was like 70% stayed on the drugs. And yes, they did increase rates of cancer with these, with these synthetic hormones. So because of that study, every doctor everywhere, that's the only study they look at. They don't look at all the other ones that show the opposite effects, the protective effects of using bioidentical progesterone. In fact, in the olden days... I say olden, not that far ago. 
<laughs> they used to wait to do breast cancer surgery when your progesterone was at its highest because it actually was protective. And sometimes it would put this protective sac around the cancer tumor. And they, when your progesterone was high, it, it lowered the risk of the spread when they did the surgery. And so, you know, then you're sort of faced, are hormones bad or good? Right. Well, the, the right kind of hormones are good. Your body makes them. If they were bad, we'd take out everyone's ovaries at age 30. You know, but they kind of tried that once. It didn't go very well. Um, but so that that's kind of why everyone's afraid, right? Because doctors, doctors don't have time to become an expert in hormones. They're taught really a very short section of their medical training is on hormones. And everyone's following this same kind of flawed protocol and the protocols are put in place by insurance actuators. I, I'm sorry to say that. They're, they're put in place by insurance companies that are there to lower risk so they can maximize profit. And so those doctors are given these protocols and, and the fear of God is really put in them saying, look, you follow these protocols or your license is on the line. You're going to be the one on the stand. I, I've tried to hire doctors that have told me this, right? Like you're talking about testosterone, right? I showed him this, yeah. this man's testosterone. The guy needed to be on testosterone. We'll talk about ranges in a minute. Sure. And he's like, no, that's outside of protocol. And then he literally gets in my face and says, it's not going to be your butt on the stand defending this when they ask, why did you, why did you go and prescribe outside of protocol? Well, the pr- protocols are super conservative, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're put in place by people who don't don't really know what they're talking about. I could show you stacks of studies that counteract that women's health initiative. And they've been done for years and years before that and after that. And so that's why they're afraid to do anything. They don't have time to become an expert. So you go in to the doctor, right? And you say, I feel like something's off. And so they said, well, let's do some labs. And maybe they test your hormones. Maybe they test some hormones but for sure they didn't test all of them because they don't, they don't think you need them to begin with. This is just a part of your aging, right? This is, this is just, you know, supposedly natural. I, in fact, one doctor, I kind of got in an argument with him. He's like, why are you doing hormones? Why are you messing with the natural aging process? And I noticed he wore eyeglasses and I said, oh, I love you should take those off and throw them away. And he says, why? I said, cause you're messing with the natural aging process. Your eyes going bad is just part of aging. Why would you augment that and try to fix it or correct it? By the way, I just have to say, I loved reading that story in the book. I thought that yeah. was brilliant. <laughs> because again, I, I ha- I'm not taking off my glasses. Yeah. I won't be able to read. Because <laughs> you would have a low quality of life. And don't we all want a high quality of life? Yes, absolutely. So these ranges, if they do test the right hormones, then they're going to say something like this. Well, your ranges are normal. You're in normal range. They're within the normal limits, right? Ugh, I have so many women that get so annoyed about that, as do I. Anyway, go on. Well, and the normal limits are an average that's based on healthy people, sick people, old people, young people. And they come up with this range that they call a safe, which over the years you can watch it changing and becoming more and more conservative because they don't want to spend the money on correcting these things. If you can live without dying... Uh, then you're, it's a good range, right? That's how they think. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I went, I went in, uh, sorry to, sorry to talk this way. I, I went in for a colonoscopy and. Oh, please. And the, <laughs> Important. I'm glad I got to get mine done. And, I'm like five years late. And I'm, I'm a talkative guy. So I'm talking to all the nurses and everything. And, and, uh, when I'm coming out of it, right. When they're waking me up, they say, Oh, your, your blood pressure looks so much better than when you went in. Like, oh yeah, you know, you just had me on drugs and I was anxious about coming in. And then I get in this conversation and the nurse says, did you know they're thinking of changing the high blood pressure range by raising it up to five points? And I said, what? She goes, yeah, I was in a conference and they're, they're talking about how they might raise it up to five points. And I go, why would they do that? And she says, well, I don't know. I said, I know. Because they're probably, someone figured out they're going to save millions of dollars in blood pressure medicine, and they're not going to die till it goes up 10 more points above that. 
You know, then it's not going to be critical. They can, they can save this much money on medicine. The people won't go to the hospital yet, so they're going to raise it. Like, why all of a sudden, after all these years, yeah, we, we figured out you can even have higher blood pressure. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. The same thing's happening with hormones. So you come in and they say you're within normal range or even worse, you're within normal age, normal range for your age. And then you go away feeling like, well, I don't feel normal. So menopausal women or approaching menopause, they go to their doctor. Their doctor says, everything looks normal. They go away. I don't feel normal. And so then after a while, they start to think maybe there's just something wrong with their thinking or, or maybe I'm just a complainer or whatever. So this happens three or four times. Then they end up on an antidepressant. The problem is low estrogen or estradiol. I'll use to be more specific. Then why would you give them an antidepressant. If it's an estradiol problem, give them estradiol. If it's a progesterone problem, give them progesterone. Your body makes it. And the difference of bioidentical and synthetic is if you looked at it under a microscope, it will be exactly, it will look structurally exactly like what your body makes. The synthetic stuff has extra stuff plugged in. So like like uh, progest- progesterone, if you take bioidentical progesterone, which I guess you could call it, it's still synthetic because it's made in a lab, but it's bioidentical, meaning it looks and is structured exactly like what your body makes. Then you take something like a birth control pill, which is also progesterone. It's called uh, hydroxyprogesterone acetate, right? <laughs> so they take a methyl group and an acetate group and they plug it on to that bioidentical hormone, which makes it something new and fabulous that causes cancer and then they can they can patent it and sell it for a lot more because the natural stuff doesn't sell for very much there's not a huge no one can patent it so no one can corner the market on it and give it a special name it's called estrogen or it's called progesterone and that's kind of what happens so doctors are afraid (laughs) that you're going to get cancer and it's going to be their fault and so they just don't even approach it nope And if we do put you on it, you're going to be on it for a year, maybe two, then we're going to turn you off. And there are so many women living long, high quality of lives that have been taking them for 20 years. We have one lady, she's 83 years old, and she outlived her hormone doctor and then came to our clinic. That's awesome. (laughs) She's 83. She's still working. She's happy and she's vibrant. And she's, she says, I would never be without, without my hormones. They've helped her. Luckily, she had an open mind, got on the right kind of bioidentical hormones early because they've been around a long time. It, they, I'm so thankful now they're kind of coming out into the open. They're, they're becoming less taboo because of shows like yours and women telling their story. Other women don't have to suffer. So this, this range thing, I, I kind of, I kind of call it, I don't know what the poverty level is, but let's say it's let's say it's twenty five thousand dollars a year means you're at poverty. This this doctor's thinking when saying you're you're within range is like, well, poverty level. It's like saying to someone, poverty level is twenty five thousand dollars a year. You make twenty five thousand five hundred dollars a year, so you're not in poverty <laughs> yet. Let's not try to get you a better job. Let's not try to to help you with your budget, get you any help at all. Let's wait till you hit that 24. Let's wait till you're totally in poverty. (laughs) Then we'll try to help you. Look, a guy that makes $30,000 a year is also still in poverty. (laughs) And they live way better than the person at 25 or 32 or 33. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in, uh, in, in like kind of low acceptable, (laughs) I want I want to I want to live in high optimal. Me too. Yeah, I take really good care of myself and I want to be as vibrant and healthy as long as I can. And the hormones make a big difference. There you have the foundation of my passion. You know, it obviously started with my started with my wife, right? Yeah, tell us about this. My wife um after we had our our fourth child it was it was a little bit of a rough birth, and he was in NICU, and and she started kind of beating herself oh, up. Sorry. And she, 
uh, he's fine. He's a vibrant, healthy 10 year old right now. (laughs) Oh, good. But she wasn't feeling great after kind of a little postpartum depression, never where we needed medication or anything, but this took a long time to approach, right? One day I came home on after our, our, our baby just before this one day, I, this was leading up for a while. The baby just before this one, I came home one day and she's sitting on the couch and she's just looking totally exhausted. And she says, Ricky, I've been sitting here for like an hour, two hours. I don't know how long. I feel so thirsty and I really want to drink, but I don't even feel like getting up off the couch to get the water. Will you bring me a glass of water? Now, as a man and as a husband who wants to fix everything, right? I, I don't just want to listen. I, I got to fix it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I bring her the water and I'm feeling terrible for weeks. I'm just thinking about this and thinking, man, my wife feels way worse than I thought. Of course, she asked her doctor what's going on. He says, You're, everything's normal. So I had been working with Dr. Jones, who is a hormone, had a hormone clinic kind of before his time. And, um, I start asking him about it. He's like, you got to get her in here. I ask her, she's like, well, we're friends with him. I don't want to burden him, blah, blah. I've already gone to the doctor. You know, you can't be a prophet in your own backyard. No one believes you. So we just work through this. We work through this and we start working out. She's not losing weight. She's using everything she has to work out as a family, right? Like it's taking a push. She's not getting any results. One day the gym owner walks by. Her name's Candy. And he says, Candy, I've seen how hard you're working. You should be getting better results. Have you ever had your hormones checked? I looked at her, right? We had that locked gaze that <laughs> she's like, okay, okay, I'll go. So we have Dr. Jones test her. First off, the regular doctor said, everything looks normal. You don't need any hormones. We go to Dr. Jones. And he validates her. He goes, I've looked at your labs. I don't know how you're walking. He says, first of all, your iron is through the floor. She goes, I've always been anemic. And he goes, what? He goes, please don't tell me you're vegetarian. She goes, no, I eat meat. Because he's like, you're you're way too, whatever you're doing is not right. She goes, I take a supplement. He goes, what does your doctor say? He says, just keep taking the supplement. He goes, well, whatever supplement you're taking is not working. So the first thing he did was change her iron supplement and give her a food enzyme and tell her a schedule to take it on. He says, obviously, your body's not using up the iron that you're taking. So I want you to take this one. I want you to take it on this schedule. And I want you to take this food enzyme with it. Now, if he had just done that alone, it would have changed her life. Because she started doing that and... Her energy came back. I used to get the kids off to school in the morning. She now is getting up with me and getting the kids off. Kids are like, wow, mom's coming back, you know? Oh, that's wonderful. Then we then we approach <clears throat> progesterone and estrogen dominance. She needed more progesterone. Gave her a, a conservative dose of progesterone and then, you know, meet with her a couple weeks later and says, uh, how's that doing? She's, well, I'm a little better. And he goes, let's double it. Let's, and they, and then. You know, that's the great thing about about bioidenticals is you can kind of adjust on the fly and you can adjust with seasons of your life. I'll tell you more about that in a minute, but Sure. So, here's what happens. The first 3 weeks, she starts feeling great, she's sleeping better than ever, she's waking up revived and energized, her body's starting to repair and heal itself after these years of of, you know, stressors on her body, because if you're not sleeping and you're, all these things are stressors on your body that, that also mess with your cortisol and your, and what's called your HPA axis and all of that. So it's not just the progesterone and the direct effect. It's the indirect effects of lowering the stressors and lowering your now adrenal function starts working and all of these work together. Some people they'll come and they'll say, well, can I just start with one hormone? I'm like, no, <laughs> They all work together. <laughs> Which one you want to start with, right? Um, and this is the problem I have with men's clinics, just giving everyone, every man testosterone, right? Oh, you just need testosterone. Most of them have other issues. They have HPA axis issues. They have DHEA issues. They have, and they're trying to fix it all with progesterone or with uh, testosterone. And, and same thing happens with some 
women. This is why I don't like pellets. I don't know if you've heard of, of the pellets. Mm-mm. So they're little, uh, uh, they're becoming popular now, a little rice sized kind of pellet. They come in like three sizes, small, medium, large, right? <laughs> and they inject them in your, in your butt cheek. <clears throat> and they give you like three, four months of the slow release hormones. I'd rather just put the cream on my arms. I don't want to be putting well, something in my butt. Yeah, that's that's how most people feel. <laughs> but they, and I'm talking anything. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, no judgment, though. No, no judgment. Ju- no, listen, no, no, I, no I was just, I was a sex educator. I wrote a book on sex. No judgment. Just no talking judgment. about myself. Just, yeah. Go on. No you're, judgment. You're funny. Oh man. No wonder you have a big listenership. This is this is great. Oh, thank you. No, because this is the problem, right? We make everything taboo. And this is right. why so many women are suffering. I just t- we just had a woman in our clinic two weeks ago. She's seventy two, and both her and her husband came together. I always encourage if they're a couple to come together. And about halfway through the meeting, her husband, almost in tears, says, "We've mm-hmm. been living with this for fifteen years." And she's one time she had a lump on her breast turned out to be non-cancerous. And so she just was afraid of hormones for that whole time. When we taught her and showed her, even had to show her a few studies to raise her confidence. And she goes, man, I wish I'd have learned this. My doctor just told me stay away from hormones. And her husband, almost in tears, says, thank you. You've taught us more than anyone has taught us in the past 15 years. That is incredible. And that when that happens for your own wife, it ha- and you see it happen over and over for other people, you have people come in that say, this is our last stop before the divorce lawyer. I've had people literally say that. And it's not just about, it's not just about sex. You know, the, the husband feels like I'm living with a crazy woman. She still loves her husband. But literally, when your hormones are out of whack, you cannot help it. And when the husband learns she cannot help it, all of a sudden they're supportive and they're like, I never knew. I just thought she didn't like me anymore. Thought she was sick of me. Yeah. I mean, and and the women don't want to be that way. They are dealing with so much, so much. When I started learning how much my wife literally deals with and sacrifices for our family, like she doesn't feel like, like she does it in every area. I think women do this in every area, even, even not buying herself clothes because the kids need clothes. Or even eating last because everyone else needs their portion first. And you can't keep going on an empty cup. You can't keep giving to everyone else when your cup is empty. You've got to fill your cup to overflowing. And then you can give so abundantly from the overflow. You can become the person you want. Look, our food budget went down. When my wife's hormones got balanced, our food budget went down. And we saved more money than we were spending on hormones. I I kind of jokingly say that, but it's almost true because we stopped eating out because we felt like cooking because when you feel terrible, you don't clean the kitchen. You don't, you just do what you have to do because that's all you can do. I love hormones and that's why I started doing this. My wife and I started the business together and Dr. Jones retired and he mentored us in starting the business. Now I'll be clear that I'm not a doctor. I am just passionate about this and I, in fact, I'll be honest, I know more than some doctors about hormones. Oh, absolutely. I've become an expert at spotting and identifying open-minded practitioners and doctors who are kind of sick of their job, and we bring them in to help people. And they love it because guess what? I don't lock them into 15 minutes. This person needs to be talked to. This person needs to have you understand, and they're self-paying. Their insurance not paying for it, so you don't have to run them in every 15 minutes. I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, it's true. I'm lucky I can afford it. I mean, that's a whole other topic. Like, I have to pay a monthly fee, but I get my blood drawn and I get to talk to the doctor every month. And it's worth it. I feel great. But that's a big problem that it is you have to pay problem. out of pocket. And we work with people the best we can. In fact, that, that 83-year-old lady I told you about, the pharmacist is who recommended her to us. When, when she lost her doctor and she's like, I don't know where to go. And he goes, go to these people. They, they think how, how you think, how you want them to think. And he called us up 
this is there's great when you find people who have the heart of an educator and they really understand this they want to help people so the pharmacist calls calls me up and he says look i've got this 83 year old lady she's a sweetheart he goes i hardly ever charge her for her prescriptions she's she lives on a on a fixed budget even though she works and she just she works to keep she her She works at 83. Yeah, she keeps herself young lot. so she has her regular social security. She works just a little bit just to stay Right. She yeah. loves it. She loves people. And uh and so he says, "Look, and she gives me money once in a while. She gives me $20 here or there." And uh he goes, "But she needs help." He goes, "I'll pay her bill." Oh my goodness. The pharmacist says, "Please." I said, Look, I'm going to talk to the the practitioner we're going to send her to. I'm sure he'll do it for free and I won't have to pay him uh, because this pharmacist that we use is so, you know, he's just so people minded, which is rare these days. And he's, he, he was willing, he's, she's been coming to him for the, the, the 15, 20 years she's been on hormones. And, and he says, I've been so blessed. So, and I believe I've been so blessed because I take care of people like this. And so we treat her every once in a while. She brings us treats that she home makes at home or, or she says, uh, I can pay today and she'll give us 20 or $40 after we've seen her five times, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, but she raises everybody's spirits. I feel like I've gotten more than my money's worth out of her because she keeps everyone going and fills our cups so that we can keep giving to people from the overflow when you feel good, that's what you can do, you know? Yeah, it's so true. Ricky, I want to talk a little bit about some of the symptoms that you're having and what you're lacking. So for example, tell us a little bit about if you're low on estrogen, what are some of the things that are, are going to be presenting in you? Same with progesterone and testosterone. Yeah, so all of them work together, right? Most of the time, what we're seeing uh, before, before they're in menopause is estrogen dominance, Estrogen dominance, it doesn't mean you have you're making too much estrogen. It means your progesterone is dropped. And so you, you need to get your progesterone up. So you're not even going to work on your estrogen at that point. So it's going to make you retain fat. It's going to make you sleep terrible. <laughs> you may have the hot flashes before you're in menopause. And that's kind of what people say. I, I don't sleep well. I'm irritable. Uh, you know, I'm, my emotions are kind of up and down. Of course, they start having spotty periods, irregularity. Right. And and the hot flashes are part of perimenopause. Yeah. Yes, they are. And it's happening younger and younger and younger. And people say, why is it happening younger and younger? What's going on? Well, I don't know exactly, but I believe it's our lifestyles. It's the, it's all these extra stressors, the way we eat. We're not meant to live at this go hundred miles an hour pace that we do. Uh, cause we all feel terrible cause we haven't conquered the world yet and you need sleep. You need all these things. So the progesterone is low. You're not sleeping. <laughs> that adds to it all that throws other hormones out of whack and all of that. So usually in those cases, I mean, it, it sounds complex, but it's, it's actually very simple. Once you get them on some progesterone, they start sleeping it. It doesn't take very long for those symptoms to start going away. Now you're not going to become skinny overnight. I don't want to. I don't want to misrepresent that. Here on Health Power, I don't like skinny. I like if you're unless you're meant to be. Yeah. Uh, I'm a size twelve, and all my blood, everything's good, and I'm healthy. I'm I'm a shapely woman, but we go for health. I get so frustrated when someone comes in. They need hormones. They start hormones and then they cancel their next appointment because they didn't lose enough weight on the hormones. Look, as you get older, your body changes. I have some women, they come in over five pounds, over a five pound fluctuation. They're like, and they're, and they're uh, like, it drives all of us crazy. You try to educate them, but it's been, society has beaten it into their brains. Oh, it's terrible. Once you have had a wonderful dog, a life without one is a life diminished. That's a quote by author Dean Coots, and I couldn't agree more. I want my wonderful dogs to live as long as possible, and what they eat plays a huge role in their health and longevity. Kibble is full of seed oils that wreak havoc on our dog's health. 
They damage their microbiome, which affects digestion, oral health, their skin and coat, and more. And that's why I feed my dog, Benji, Yum Woof. Their air-dried food is GMO-free and has an inflammation-reducing recipe with omega-3 and coconut oil. It's all the benefits of fresh food without the fridge, carbs, fillers, seed oils, and other inflammatory ingredients you see in other brands. Yum Woof obsessively crafted a healthy, low-carb food with humanely raised USDA meat, eggs, and other non-GMO superfoods that my dog loves. Try the number one air-dried dog food for gut health for 50% off a trial of Yum Woof. That's 50% off a trial of Yum Woof. Go to www.yumwoof.com. That's www.yumwoof.com. You and your dog will be so glad you did. I want to jump into progesterone then because it sounds like the progesterone for me made a big difference in my sleep for the estrogen dominance. They need more progesterone, progesterone yep. right? Yep. Okay. Now, what about for women who don't have estrogen dominance? They just, did, when do they need estrogen? Yeah. So, you know, they, you're going to start having more urinary tract infections. You get dry. You're having the hot flashes. Some people just need more estrogen. And- you can see that in the blood work. You can see that in the labs, whatever labs you do, you know, urine or blood or whatever, you can see it, but it's a picture in time. It's a, it's a picture in time and the labs are important, but I tell all the, all of the doctors, look, we're treating people, not labs. So I want you to treat more how they feel. And I give them the education. I show them the studies so they're not taking my word for it so they can learn themselves. I send them to training. Like, what number do you want to be at? The labs are okay to find a starting point to see that something's out of whack. But after that, we want to treat how you feel. And the doctors know which one's estrogen, which one's progesterone. In fact, we had a lady just the other day. She's like, I'm just feeling off. Hey, let's cut everything for like two months. Let it get reset to zero and let's start again. And she goes, that feels right. That feels right. Now, we don't do that all the time. That's not a protocol. The doctor is in tune to the conversations that he's been having with her and the way that, that it's kind of progressed. He's like, let's try this. Let's try just cutting your progesterone for a little while. Let everything reset and we'll start again. And when she says, that feels right, that's important. When's the last time you had a feelings conversation with your doctor? Because this is, you know, what number do you want to be at? What number of, do you want your progesterone to be at? Gosh, I don't know. I just want to feel good. And for some people, you need to be higher than the range. Some people, just a little bit makes a world of difference. So we start, start conservative and then start adjusting based on how you feel. Not sleeping well was a sign of estrogen dominance and the progesterone helps you sleep more. What, ha what are symptoms if you're low on progesterone? Are there others? Sometimes people are having headaches uh, or headaches right before their period. Like during that time, I just get these terrible headaches. The progesterone fixes it magically. Uh, it really is this, it really is this dance of just, it, it shows itself in so many different ways. The common ones are sleep, irritability, irregular periods, uh, uh, terrible cramping. That's usually the progesterone. But the hot flashes and all of that stuff also is balanced with progesterone. And then we kick in the estrogen if you need it. We, we tend to be more conservative with the estrogen. I look at age ranges. There's, there's certain ages. Like if you're already in menopause and you're like over 60, I probably won't give you oral estrogen. Even bioidentical oral estrogen will stick with the creams. There are some studies... There's enough studies to make me leery of giving oral estrogen to that certain age group. It's hard because there's plenty of studies that say it will prevent heart attack and stroke. And there's other studies that say it will cause it. I do the cream. I'd rather just, be, even though I'm not 60 yet, I'd rather just be safe. When you take something orally, it goes through your liver and it changes it. When you take it as a cream, it, it just works differently. So for example, if you're taking progesterone cream, you won't get the sleep effect. Right. I take oral progesterone. Yeah, so, but the testosterone and the estrogen is in the cream. Yeah, that's the best. And speaking of testosterone, 
I love in your book, like women need it a lot more than they think. So talk to us about testosterone. So, and, and people think of testosterone as just sex drive. It's not, it's even your mental drive. Your your I feel like Muscle. I feel like doing a hobby, or I don't feel like doing a hobby. Right? It's that drive to do this extra stuff, like you said, muscle tone. Believe it or not, I've seen testosterone. Like I can't really say this, but I've seen it. I'm gonna. How am I gonna say this right? Aid powerfully in the reversing of type two diabetes because visceral fat starts going away. The muscle tone comes, which helps you deal with that, and and. Insulin regulation, somehow the testosterone messes with that and helps it. So believe it or not, also osteoporosis, it increases bone density. In fact, the right balance of hormones with testosterone will reverse osteoporosis more powerfully than osteoporosis drugs, those prescription drugs. But that's nice to hear. So I'm glad they're bumping at my testosterone. Okay, so most women are afraid of testosterone. They're like, uh, I'm going to get a mustache or a beard or something. You got to have a lot. Look, I, I used to work in Las Vegas around showgirls who obsess about their bodies. And, and if, you met, if you met my wife, and she'll be okay with me saying this, she's not a skinny mini. She's a curvy woman. And when I was younger, before I met her, ideal beauty, long legs, skinny body, all of that was beat into my head because of, of I was around these kind of people. And when I met my wife, I was a little, you know, I hate to admit this. I'm repenting publicly here. I, I was a little bit like, well, she doesn't, she's not skinny. She's not, you know, she's curvy and all of this. But when I was able to grow up and let go of that, my my goodness, she became the most beautiful woman because of who she is. Now, I, and I can tell you, like, I'm I've never actually shared this publicly. I shared it in intimate situations with she, but I feel like it will serve your audience. I remember we're cuddling one day and I just looked at her and we made that eye connection, you know, and I said, Candy, you're beautiful. And she starts crying and I'm crying. And I said, why are you crying? (laughs) And she said, because I know you mean it. I can feel you mean it. And I'm so thankful for that moment in my life. And, and I hurt when she hurts, you know, when she, her hormones are out of whack and I couldn't fix it and I didn't know what to do. So that's why we go down this, this journey. And I hate that women and men are suffering. I had a period where my testosterone was low and it didn't manifest itself in sex drive. I was with that. I was able to do that, but I was depressed. I had no drive to get up and go to work. Didn't you give your business away? I gave it away. Yeah. I had a, I had a supplement where we would manufacture supplements for people, like design them and and make supplements for people. And, and I, I started feeling like, oh gosh, this is bigger than me. I'm not smart enough to do all this myself. It was getting so big. I took on some partners and then I just, I just didn't have any drive left. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know it was my testosterone. And, and I just walked away. My wife just trusted me, right? She supported me. I'm like, I'm just going to give it to these guys. Let them take it over because I need to be done today. You know, one of them's a lawyer, right? He pulls out a paper to sign this real quick when I said this. And, and maybe they took a little advantage. I don't know. But I, I need it out. And then then I, I got my testosterone checked. And I got on a cream. And I went to my regular doctor for a regular physical. And they ask you, what are you on? I told him testosterone. This was before I knew what I was doing. And uh, he says, ah, those hormone doctors are all quacks. You don't need to be on testosterone. They'll give any guy testosterone. And I'm like, you don't understand this. (laughs) You know, I started arguing with him. I'm like this, I was depressed and this is what pulled me out of it. This is what made me want to get up in the morning. Now again, I I became, you know, everyone's worried that testosterone is going to give you roid rage and you're going to be angry because you have too much testosterone. I got to tell you the opposite. I'm a better dad and a better husband because I'm not on my last nerve. I, yes. I have, I, just like women, right? With, with your hormones, I now had what I needed to deal with life. And, and, and I, was, I would snap at my kids because it took all of my energy just to keep working and to keep, you know, I didn't have anything left. You didn't have any bandwidth for anything. So my doctor says, says fine, I'll test you. And if you really are low, 
then I'll let you, he says, I'll let you stay on it. And I was, I was on a cream. He tests me, comes back. I was still clinically low on the cream. So he moved me to an injection, which is unheard of for a doctor, a regular doctor to do that. I start feeling great. And now, you know, now that I know what I know, I actually doubled it. So I was on so low because I want to be in, in high, high optimal, not in low normal. Your book is so good. It's not a literal, a literary genius. I mean, there's some typos here and there, but I didn't set out to write uh, an award. No, it doesn't matter. The, the point is, I just want to go through the chapter. So you've got why hormones is a balancing act. I'm going in order. A short history of hormone replacement therapy. How do I know if my hormones are low? Weight loss using hormones as your thyroid go- goes. I love this. So goes your life. Estrogen, friend or fo- progesterone, testosterone, stress hormones, bioidentical, vitamins, you know. And then you even get into can what I'm eating be making me sick? And I love this because I have food sensitivities and I feel like not enough people pay attention to that kind of thing. Uh, you got thing on exercise and it's it's so in-depth and it's a really easy read, like which I know I think you wrote in the preface yeah. that you or in the introduction, you, you set out to make this very lay, yeah. lay person. You can get bogged down by the science. You need to know enough of the science so you don't feel afraid of it. I, I also have this whole idea that so many people, their cup is empty and they go to a health coach which I believe in health, health coaches, and they start telling them, count your macros, do this, do that, start watching this, and you don't have enough energy to do all that. Look, I can't even cook dinner for my family, and you want me to, I'm to count my freaking <laughs> macros. So, so what we say is we, we help you feel good again or great again so that, you, so that you can live a wellness lifestyle. I'm not saying take – look, some people take hormones, they feel good, and they're done. But a better way? is get your hormones balanced so you feel good, then then start taking care of all the other stuff that helps you do that longer. So you're not as, de- look, you're going to be dependent on the hormones. Your body's not making them. I Like when I first went on testosterone, I, like I heard if I start taking testosterone, my body's going to stop making testosterone. And the doctor looked at me and he goes, your body's not making it now. Now, now if I totally changed my lifestyle, could I bring it back up? Yes, to a certain point, but I probably with lifestyle would never get it to high optimal. Like for some people, let's say it's a really young teenage girl. She's coming in. She needs some progesterone. Might I change it with herbs first to see how it goes? Yeah, but you're going to hit a certain age where the herbs just don't move the needle enough for you. But if someone just needs a little bit, yeah, the herbs will make a huge difference for your- What herbs? Would you recommend, or what? What do you? Oh use? gosh, I can't think of what's in the formula right now. Uh, can I give it to you in the post notes, and you put them in? I know some women who are very well versed in hormones and their health and everything, and they told me they they're they're not not their mainstream doctor, but functional or a holistic or integrative said that they shouldn't take bioidentical hormones. So, would you agree that there are ever cases that certain women should not take them? Well, like what I said, right? If you need to move the needle just a little, you can do it without it. Look, nobody wants to be on a prescription the rest of their life. Nobody really wants that. And I've been on plenty of podcasts where they say, like, just embrace this phase of your life. This old part of you is dying and this new woman is being born. You know, you're going through your winter season. Take winter off. And then spring will come. Your new spring will come after how long? I don't know. Take winter off from what? What? Just stop working? Or- yeah, or feeling good. You know, you soak in the bathtub every day for three hours or whatever. This is not anti-aging because I don't want to get old. I'm still going to get old. Yeah. I still have wrinkles. I don't think the hormones is a cure-all. I don't think I'm going to look 25 again. Right. That's ridiculous. But you should be available to be who you are. Yes. And I think it's more personal preference, right? It's bioidentical. It's what your body makes. Look, we all take vitamins. Why do we take vitamins? Well, because we don't get enough of it in our food. And I want to live at my best. I think of it as like taking your vitamins. Yes, you need a prescription for it. But it's the same like your eyeglasses. Yeah, maybe there's a case, right? Maybe there's a case when something else is going on or or. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen anyone that's had. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, if, if it was any other show, I would tell you this. My wife is getting in the shower right now and slinking across the room, trying so hard to distract me. And she did it. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I broke. Sorry, I'm so sorry that your audience. No, I think it's great. So, no, I think you're you're fun. That's great. So, um, I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> That's all right. Actually, I can't believe you, you're going to have to come back because the, the show, the time. I feel like we've been talking for like two oh minutes. My gosh, but sorry. First of all, oh no, no, no! Don't apologize at all. Where do you practice out of? Like, yeah. can and can you work with people online, or do they need to yeah. see you in person? Give us all the details. Okay, so. For right now, we have been doing telemedicine. The telemedicine the telemedicine laws are changing pretty rapidly post COVID, and I and I, and I I hate that because I used to be able to help people in remote areas. Here's the thing: I'm working on some stuff that will help coach you through negotiating with your doctor and stuff. So when it comes to the point where I can't help you anymore, like I don't have it all all together now, but just get in my loop, right? Get in my contact so I can teach you and help you. Go download the free book. It's at, at freehormonebook.com. This book is free? Yeah. Just go to freehormonebook.com. Oh my gosh. No excuses, everybody. It's so good. Do your hormones have you dragging, sagging, and nagging? It's really, really in-depth. You can download an audio file or a PDF. Oh, I love it. And look at Do it. Do you read it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I read it, but it was back when I first oh, wrote good. it, so it's a little choppy. I need to re-record it, but... I, again, if if you if you're okay with my voice, then then go for it. Now you have a great voice. And how do you? Where are you? Like, we have a website. I'm in Utah. the The website is, uh, in fact, I did a, a small. I, you're going to hate me for this. I did a small experiment. I need to change my website. So many people, I like to get them in the loop with whatever their hot button is, and then I correct them <laughs> and get them off that hot button. They were, there was so much advertising stuff around here locally for weight loss and hormonal weight loss. I put a thing on my website for hormonal weight loss, but I'm taking it off. I, 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 it drives me crazy talking to the people that are obsessed about weight. So if you go to my website right now, that's on there. I haven't had a chance to take it off yet. I'm taking it off this week. Oh, okay. What is your website? Hormone Balance Centers with an S, plural. HormoneBalanceCenters.com or you go get the book at FreeHormoneBook.com. And there is like a self, you'll end up, if you get the, the book, there's a self-test that you can take online, just plugging in your symptoms and it comes comes back with a, you might be high in this, you might be low in this, just based on your symptoms that you put in. So those are your two resources. Go to go to freehormonebook.com or hormonebalancecenters.com. Call us, email us, ask us questions because we're all about the education. I don't care if you become a patient or not. I, like I said, I'm working on something to teach people how to negotiate with their doctors um, because when you go in and you say, look, I've been studying hormones and I know this, now your doctor's on the defensive. You've got to kind of work with them and negotiate. You've got to become a master negotiator and say things like, um, you know, look, I've heard this. What do you think of it? Hear what he says. You've got to kind of let your doctor be in charge because they don't like all day long people are coming in. They, I've Googled this and I have this <clears throat> and I'm going to die if you don't do this. And they don't like it. <clears throat> look, your doctor really does want to help you. But they're stuck in their jobs that have protocols and timelines. So you got to learn to work within those. But more than that, I'm trying to put together a referral network where I have doctors who think like we think and maybe even go through our... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because if you go to see your regular mainstream doctor and they don't agree or they don't, they think all hormones are bad, shouldn't you be talking to someone like you anyway and then get the right referral? Here's the gift I want to give your audience right now. I want you to know that your intuition is right. Women have incredible intuition. You know when someone's just marketing to you and trying to extract a dollar out of your pocket. There's hormone people popping up all over the place. Some of them know what they're talking about. Some of them don't. But most of them are expensive and just trying to suck some money out of your pocket with a one-size-fits-all. That's why I don't like those pellets. Because you know maybe you need an extra small, but they only come in size small. So they're going to give you a size small. I've had women come in with raging hormones and acne, all of a sudden they're like, I got a pellet. What do I do? I'm like, wait four months. Cause you can't take them out. Wait four months for it to wear off and then come see me. Right. So I like the bioidenticals cause you can adjust them up or down. I don't like to mix them too much. Like sometimes they say, I got a cream with this, this, and this in it. Like I said, seasonally, or you're going through a more stressful time. Maybe you need a little more progesterone just to, just to get, get to sleep. Uh, the other one, progesterone is like, I can't go to sleep cause my head is racing or I wake up in the middle of the night and then I can't go back to sleep, right? Uh, that's progesterone fixes that. And anyways, so uh, anyway, I've loved talking to you. I feel like I didn't get as technical as you want, 
But I oh, that's okay. I just went with my gut that the stories are going to help, and I just want to say, trust your intuition. Find someone with the heart of a teacher, so that you go away feeling empowered, and you get to make the decisions, especially if you're self-paying. And the self-pay doesn't have to be crazy expensive. Like like at our clinic, it's around to do a whole year. Like you don't get your prescriptions with this, but to do a whole year, it's between, you know. for the year and and you get to meet with us as much as you need to. Like, of course, after about six months, you're not meeting with us every month, but we're talking to you and adjusting and writing new prescriptions. Or sometimes you're getting a, you keep your old prescription and you get a half so you can adjust up and down a little bit, things like that. And you're spot on. Creams for estrogen, creams for testosterone. Last thing I want to say about testosterone is sometimes wherever you get turned on, you might try rubbing it there for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, Sounds good. So try that. <laughs> Need all the help I can try get. Try that. And yes, sometimes where you rub it, you might get little hairs. Don't worry about it. You're not going to become into a hairy monster. And that's after a long time. <laughs> so... And you're going to feel so great and you're going to be taking care of more things than just your sexual function. You're going to be taking care of your osteoporosis, your insulin resistance, your diabetes and stuff like that, visceral fat, muscle tone, bone density, all of that. These all work together. They don't just work for one thing. Progesterone does way more than I know what it does. Estrogen does way more than I know what it does. And and it affects other systems of the body. Just, Just trust your gut. Go with it. Read the book. Find someone who will listen to you and let your natural radar tell you when someone's just marketing to your vulnerability. Absolutely. Ricky, this has been great. Again, free book, everybody. Do your hormones have you dragging, sagging, and nagging? Such great information. Ricky, this was super fun. You'll have to come back. Uh, You can find me on social media if you want to look at my dogs or see what's going on. TikTok. Twitter and Instagram. I mentioned my dogs, Ricky. I don't know if you know, I have a dog podcast as well, where I interview authors who write books about dogs and it's flipping great. I'm just being honest. I totally health and healthy living and dogs are my passion. Do you have dogs? I, yeah, I do. I have a big golden doodle. He's like 90, 90 pounds, but I wanted to tell you my golden doodle like this. I know we're over time, but I got to tell you this. I meant to bring sure, it up sure, earlier sure. because it's hormone related. My dog is about six years old. My kids love him. And he was literally dying in front of me. Like, I didn't know what was wrong. It's dumb because I should have known what was wrong. And we're taking him to the doctor. We think he has a balance obstruction. They're going to do surgery. And they go, oh, my gosh, his potassium is super high. We think your dog has Addison's disease. So he was not making cortisol, which is a hormone. That's part of that HPA axis, which herbs work wonderfully for. Uh, So he, he was not making cortisol. And this dog was literally dying. He would go out to the yard and sit, you know, find a spot to sit. My kids were devastated. I'm like, this is terrible. And one guy, our regular vet didn't find it. We took him to an emergency visit and they're like, this dog has classic symptoms of Addison's. I'm going to give him a cortisol shot right now. And within 30 minutes, he's licking easy cheese off the doctor's hand. Oh, that's awesome. Tail wagon. And he goes, we're going to do more tests to confirm, but we're pretty sure this is Addison's disease. So a hormone saved my dog's life. Yay. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, that's so good. Dogs are the best. Well, check out my good boys, Blue and Benji. And anything else I'm up to, it's at Lisa Davis MPH. Keep coming back. Rate, review, and subscribe. If you feel like your emotions are all over the place now that you're in perimenopause and menopause, you're not alone. Today, we're talking to a naturopathic doctor about menopause, hormones, and mood. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrea Donsky, co-founder of Morphis. And today I'm here with Rachel Schwartzman, a naturopathic doctor and someone who I trust to talk about mood, menopause, and hormones. So Rachel, welcome to Morphis. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. And I'm really happy that you're here too. So I've known Rachel for a little while now, and I really respect what you do. I think you you. are super smart. And the reason I wanted you to talk about mood today is because I know that you are a practicing naturopathic doctor and you speak to women, you work with women in perimenopause and menopause all the time. So I thought it would be really great to bring 
this whole discussion around mood, anxiety, depression, you know, everything that's tied into this phase of our life, rage, you know, why, why does it happen as we get into perimenopause and menopause? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, lots of, it's, it's big, it's a big change for women. I mean, hormonally, some women have like kind of struggled their whole lives, you know, they've really been, you know, trying to get their hormone balanced and whatever conditions they might've had. And then as they enter this perimenopausal phase, you know, they, they go through a whole other change. And even for women who have had regular cycles their whole life, all, and that's even, that's all that's really challenging. Cause they're like, you know, I've had that 28 day cycle and now things are roller coastering. So, you know, they don't necessarily know when they're going to get their period, how long it's going to last. And with all of those changes, of course, the mood really gets affected. And I feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about so often. Um, and that I see a lot of women who like sit here in the chair in my office and and they're really frustrated with how they're feeling and they don't like how they're feeling and they don't really have a lot of solutions. I heard that it has a lot to do with estrogen because when we're, when we have estrogen, and I'm curious, I wanted you to, to confirm this if it is true or not. It, it, it could be twofold. It could be that estrogen is lowering. Like, you know, we, we have two phases in our cycle, we have an estrogen phase and we have a progesterone phase. And so the estrogen is what peaks in the first half of our cycle. And then the, and then as we, after we ovulate, the estrogen goes down and then the progesterone picks up and takes over in that second half of that phase. If we're pregnant, progesterone stays high. If we're not pregnant, progesterone goes low and then the cycle starts again. Um, so it could be, you know, two things. It could be that the progesterone is really dropped And so the estrogen is actually quite high in relation. This is what we call estrogen dominance. So now we get like our our breasts are tender and weight gain can come on. Um, And so, you know, that's, it's all, I always think about it as a little bit of like yin and yang. Mm -hmm. And so they really need to kind of be balanced with each other. So if the progesterone really drops, we're left with this super high estrogen. The flip side could be the progesterone stays a bit balanced, but the estrogen really drops. And, and so now we have an imbalance that way as well. And then we'll get, you know, vaginal dryness and again, mood, just like mood issues. And um, a lot of the symptoms kind of cross over into really what we just call as these perimenopausal or menopausal symptoms. Would you say that it's mostly in perimenopause where you get that fluctuation? Because once we're in menopause, our estrogen is pretty much either non-existent or low, if we're not supplementing with estrogen. Uh, it, it definitely is like a more stable time. Although I always think about like people, women and, and, and hormones, and, and then we always kind of still cycle a little bit and, and it's a bit of a rhythm. So just even in menopauses, we have a bit sometimes we'll just get a little blip and we need to kind Mm of reconvene and rebalance things out. So it can still take several years, even through menopause, but for sure, the more like kind of hot and heavy period of it, so to speak, is really during that menopausal time. That's when the fluctuations are, are really at its kind of dips and peaks that way. And I know that estrogen really helps us to cushion that niceness, that, that filter of ours, it gives us that, you know, that nice, that those niceties, I guess. And as we get into menopause, Mm -hmm. that estrogen isn't there. So we have less of a filter, or we like to say, we say things like it is, we're very much more, you know, it's our, our, it's more raw. Doesn't that come with the wisdom and confidence of just being a hundred percent. It definitely does, but it does have a hormonal play too. Right. It's interesting because lately, I mean, Mood for sure is a big thing. And I know when I speak to my friends who are in perimenopause or menopause, a lot of us are either like super anxious, like the anxiety levels now, given the times that we're in, anxiety levels are off the chart. You know, our sadness is is really high for many of us or off the chart for many of us, whether it's, um, you know, anger. I know for me, you know, anger, I've been raging a lot lately and sometimes it doesn't take much to get me going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very quick. Very quick, right? And that also I know has a lot to do with our adrenals as well, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. when you're reacting that quickly, it could be that, you know, our adrenals, mm-hmm. because they take over in menopause, you know, so it's kind of that intertwined. But talk a little bit about the the anger part of it, because I do think it's an important thing, and I hear it a lot. 
Yeah. So first of all, in, in Chinese medicine, and I think in Western medicine as well, our liver really does a lot of work of cycling out our hormones. And so we always want to be working on that kind of liver health. And then, and the liver, when it gets stagnant, when it gets a bit blocked, when it's working really hard, which is what happens in, with hormonal imbalances and in perimenopause, it gets what we call angry. It gets heated. And then, and then we, we get angry emotionally as the liver is really raging itself and, and doing a lot of work for us. And so, you know, part of our perimenopausal support is supporting that liver organ and, and helping to make sure that it's able to flush those hormones out and, and that we're supporting it in the job that it's doing, which is really big at this part of uh, at this part of our lives. I just want to understand. So, for people who are watching, perhaps they're not familiar with castor oil packs. So, just to explain it, so yeah. that everybody can do it at home, yeah. you put a little bit on your hand, and then you rub it. It's uh, on your rib cage and below your rib cage, or is there a specific point we should be putting it on the right side of our body? Yeah. So the, our liver is behind, it lives behind our rib cage because it's a protected organ. So that's what our ribs do. It protects our liver. Right. So we have our breast and then right underneath the breast is, is you'll feel your rib cage. And then you just want to rub it over that area. And there's really no right or wrong way to do it. Just rub the oil between your hands. It's a bit of a thick oil, rub it over that area, just like swoosh it all around, wear an old t-shirt or a tank top, go to bed. It literally will take you less than a minute to rub the oil over that area. And I like castor oil because it's not very expensive. You can buy like a little it's bottle for under $10. It's, it's not expensive. Totally, totally. But you're, you're not consuming this oil. I like to make that really clear. <laughs> very clear. Only to yeah. be used topically. Yeah. Now, can you also put a heating pad on top of it if you wanted to? You could totally put a heating pad. I just find I get really low compliance that way. And so this way it's like rub the, t- you know, people are busy yeah. And, but yes. for sure, if you want to like put that heating pad to help that oil penetrate into your body with the use of heat, you can for sure do that as well. Is it safe to do every single night, like all the time? Um, it is safe to do every night. Again, I feel like it's, it's something that people don't often want to do every single night is what the feedback I get back. So I usually kind of say to do it three or four times per week. Perfect. Okay. What else do you love for the liver? What else do I love? Some food items that I love, dark green vegetables, ideally bitters, but you know, I really am like anything green is good. Broccoli, rapini, kale, romaine lettuce, like spinach. I don't care. Some green vegetables, an apple or a grapefruit um, is really great for the liver. You, you all get easy for people to do. Turmeric. So like I sprinkle turmeric on everything. Like I roast potatoes, I put turmeric in it. I cook a pot of rice or quinoa, I put turmeric in it. So we just eat yellow rice. Um, you could put it on your meats, like, you know, lots of pasta sauce, any stews, just dump that stuff in everything. Um, and I also really like ground flax seeds um, just to help. It's, it's, for, it's the liver, but also just to help to kind of pull out any of those kind of bad estrogens that we accumulate environmentally and helping to kind of, I always call ground flax seeds like a rake and a shovel. They kind of pick away at debris and it scoops it out of our body. And so uh, mm. I think they're really, uh, you know, and they have a bit of that phytoestrogenic quality so that they help to, uh, they help to to balance our hormones a little bit through that as well in a really safe way. And I know that um, according to the research, they say uh, it's up to like two tablespoons of the ground. I usually will do, yeah, one or two tablespoons per day. And again, you could put that in oatmeal. You could sprinkle it on a salad. You could put it in a smoothie. I mean, some people just mix it in a little bit of water and like. Yeah, it doesn't taste bad. It has. It has a little bit of a nutty taste. You can throw it in I water. I love it. If you, eat, if you eat any kind of yogurt, coconut yogurt, goat, cow, whatever it is, I love it in yogurt yeah. um, or a little bit of applesauce, anything like that, just to help to get it down. Yeah. I love how you describe it as like that rake and that broom in your colon to help get yeah. things out and moving. It just helps. And, I, and it's like a sponge. It picks yeah. up. And I love that you're talking also about turmeric. We just did an interview with uh, Dr. D. And I'm, again, I'm going to put the interview up here on the card about turmeric and its benefits and, I, and its benefits on the liver and helping us in menopause and for menopause. Mm-hmm, so I do mm-hmm, love that you mm-hmm. say that turmeric is an incredible spice and something I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. 
what else would you say for the livers or does that really cover a lot? I mean, I think that's really like then part of what I do is like, you know, I'm coming up with individual plans for people to really help to support that organ system for them. So like maybe it's a botanical tincture that I'm blending. Um, Maybe it is, you know, some sort of um, like a supplement, you know, an indole 3 carbonyl or like a supplement that's going to be helping with the liver and with like balancing out hormones. So then it just becomes a bit more of like, yeah, like a, like a treatment plan for somebody. Which makes a lot of sense, which is, you know, why you practice one-on-one with people, yeah. I think is yeah. great. Like I'm really a big, I'm like, I'm a really big believer in individualized medicine, right? And 100%. so while, yeah. yeah, we all, you know, we all, we all could be going through the same thing, but we're all actually different and yeah. um, we just need that individual support. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So I'm just going to recap that. When it comes to mood, liver plays a big role in Chinese medicine. And um, so we want to make sure that we're, now our liver is our master detox organ in our body. So you want to, and it also metabolizes all the hormones in our body. So we do want to make sure that we're keeping it nice and clean on a regular basis and making sure that we're also going to the bathroom. So I love that you mentioned the flax seeds increasing. you talked about green vegetables. I mean, fiber, right? Making sure you're getting enough fiber in your diet, again, to move things along in your colon to help excrete it from our body. What are some other whether whether it's an organ or systems in our body that also play a role on our mood. Yeah. So, I mean, part of it is just like our neurotransmitters. And I think of like, just like our, our, I mean, the brain and, and, and that, and also, you know, again, I always think of it a little bit from a Chinese medicine perspective and like our heart meridian is really about joy. Um, And sometimes, you know, this, this feeling of feeling frustrated, like between, our brain chemicals not being so balanced and our heart system becoming kind of imbalanced that way. Um, we just don't feel very joyful. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I really love to support the nervous system and this sort of ties in to that adrenal idea, right? Like that fight or flight response of the, of the cortisol reaction that we're having and the adrenals that are so tightly connected to our endocrine system and female hormones. So I feel like basically like all menopausal women need some nervous system support. <laughs> like I couldn't agree more. I, I could not agree more. I just recently had a test on this really cool machine and it told me that my number one thing I need to do is support my nervous system, which makes perfect yeah. sense, right? Yeah. So yeah. what are some things that you recommend? I mean, one of the things before you go into your thing, I'm going to say deep breathing is huge. And that was something For that sure. I, and, and, and you know, it's interesting. I, I, Every hour on the hour, I set timers on my phone and I don't breathe enough. I breathe very shallow. I'm type A personality, totally goes with with who I am. So one thing I would recommend is just deep breathing. Every hour, put on alarm, put an alarm on and just literally breathe in and breathe out three times. Just get that, get rid of that shallow breathing, right? Get the deep breaths in, but I'm going to let you continue that. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I think for sure. I, I Sometimes I call it 100 conscious breaths. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.